to make the best of every situation. You can't control other people, but you can control you. Uncommon Favor Part 1. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you joining us by television and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or Facebook or social media. Welcome to today's service. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. We'd like to share just a little humor. A young boy came home from church one Sunday with a chocolate ice cream cone. Where did you get that? asked his father. With the money you gave me this morning, replied the boy. But that money was for church, said his father. I know, replied the boy, but the preacher met me at the door and got me in for free. <laughs> I want to share something, really want to just kind of talk about the book of Daniel, the book of Daniel. I want to talk about uncommon favor, uncommon favor. I begin kind of reading the the life of Daniel and his comrades, and very fascinating book. And I just begin to see uncommon favor over these guys' lives. And I said, man, if there's anything that we can glean I'm sure the Holy Spirit is saying something to us today so we too can walk in the type of uncommon favor that they walked in in life. Just to give you a little, a little background on Daniel, Jerusalem or Judah and Jerusalem had been besieged by the Babylonians and so they had come in and kind of besieged the city and taken it over. And they took some captives back with them to Babylonia. And so they took some of the captives. They really wanted young men who were good looking. They wanted young men who were smart, talented. And they, you know, they wanted the best and the brightest. So they chose young men, kind of like myself. Uh, But anyway, they (laughs) chose... They took the best and the brightest out of Jerusalem, and so they were carrying them back to Babylon. And the reason that, you know, they wanted to recruit the best and the brightest is because at this time, Babylon had really expanded their empire, and so they had invaded and had much of the Middle East, and so they needed a lot of administrators. They needed a lot of administrative help to help govern, lead, rule over all these affairs because they had taken over so much territory and so many kingdoms and so forth. And so they needed skillful people to put in place to be able to govern all of this activity at the time. And so one of the young men they took, of course, was Daniel. Now, Daniel This is interesting. I had never heard this in all of my years of going to church, and I've been going to church a long time. I won't tell you how many years. (laughs) But over 45, 50 years of going to church all my life. I had never heard this, but the name Daniel means God is my judge. 
God is my judge. That's what his name means. And so his very name reminds us that when you do your work unto God, when you honor him, even when things are unfairly done against you, he will vindicate you. He will right every wrong. He will promote you. He will rescue you. He will defend you. He will protect you. So Daniel's very name really becomes his life story. The very meaning of his name is lived out in his life. Here he is taken captive against his will. He didn't volunteer. He was taken. He was taken by force against his will, taken captive by an invading force, army and so forth. And his name is God is my judge. And Daniel had the mindset that if I honor God, no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, no matter where I find myself in life, as long as I honor God, do what's right, and treat people not the way they are, but treat people the way I am, if I do what's right and honor God, God will avenge me. He'll rescue me. He'll defend me. He'll protect me. He'll promote me. He'll do all those things. And all of that's locked in his name. When you do what's right in his sight, when you remain honorable, he will honor you. God is my judge. Everybody say that with me. God is my judge. God is your judge. Never forget that. You don't never have to fight for your own rights. You don't have to fight to get even with somebody, to get back at somebody. You don't have to fight somebody who mistreated you. You don't have to worry about that. You simply do what's right before God. You honor God. You remain honorable in your character and in your integrity. You do what's right no matter what wrong is done against you because God is your judge. God is your judge. God is your judge. And not only is God your judge, your attorney is Jesus. So you have a little inroads with the judge. (laughs) Oh, man, you have a little inroads with the judge. Jesus is your attorney. Praise God. Man, this is a fixed case. (laughs) It's a fixed case. It's a fixed case. It's a fixed case. And so Daniel teaches us to make the best of every situation. You can't control other people, but you can control you. You can control you. So I like that. Daniel didn't get in there trying to straighten everybody else out. What Daniel did, he was honorable. He was excellent. He did his very best. He honored God. He didn't get involved with fighting and manipulating and scheming and conniving. And he wasn't working. He wasn't. He didn't. No, he did what was right. He honored God. And that's the way he lived his life because he knew in his very name, God is my judge. God is my judge. I work unto God, not unto man. So he did his work unto God. He honored God in all that he did. And I love that. I love that. Now, Daniel's three comrades or friends who went with him were Azariah, Hananiah, and Mishael. 
Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. So those were his three friends who were brought, taken captive with him. Now let me tell you what their names mean. Hananiah means the grace of the Lord. The grace of the Lord. I love that. So here is God is my judge going with the grace of the Lord. That's who he was going with. He was going with the grace of the Lord. Mishael, the other friend, his name means he that is the strong God. He that is the strong God. So here you have God who is my judge going with the grace of the Lord and he that is the strong God. How do you like that trio so far? Man, this is a great company to run with. And then the fourth friend, Azariah, his name means the Lord is a help. The Lord is a help. Now, if you're being taken captive, man, don't you want to go with the Lord who is a help? (laughs) The Lord is a help. The Lord is a help. The Lord is a help. The Bible tells us that he's a very present help. Psalms 46.10, I believe it is. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. Hebrews also says to us, come before the throne of grace that you might obtain mercy so that you could find grace to help in time of need. Come boldly to the throne of grace that you might obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Well, that's Azariah's very name. And so here you have these four guys. The Lord is a help He that is the strong God, and that's El Shaddai, the Almighty God. And then you have the grace of the Lord. Say this with the grace of the Lord Jesus is with me. The grace of the Lord Jesus with me. I read through all the epistles of the New Testament one time, and that's what the phrase kept jumping out at me. I kept seeing it in every epistle. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And it was just over and over and over. And I said, man, and I started adopting that into my life. And so every day I start saying, the grace of the Lord Jesus is with me. What a great declaration. The grace of the Lord Jesus is with me. The grace of Jesus is with me. Say it again. The grace of Jesus is with me. The grace of Jesus is with me. When you're in a difficult situation, a difficult moment during the day, just whisper under your breath, the grace of Jesus is with me. The grace of Jesus is with me. Pain hits your body, just whisper it under your breath. The grace of Jesus is with me. If your spouse kind of talks to you sideways, just whisper under your breath. Don't say it out loud. Just say the grace of Jesus is with me. <laughs> Man, that empowers you. That strengthens you. That helps you to make it through the grace of Jesus with you. So anyway, that was one of the friends, the grace of the Lord. That's Hananiah. So you have Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. He that is a strong God, the grace of the Lord. The Lord is a help and God is my judge. So those were the four Hebrew boys taken into captivity. And notice that God is in each of their names. God is in each of their names. And it's a reminder, God is saying that I am with you. I am with you. I am with you in any situation you find yourself. 
no matter what lot you may have in life, I am with you. And you begin to recognize that we have God's name available to us. We have received the name, the power of the name by right of inheritance. And it is ours. It belongs to us. We have God's name. We've received that name. And so this is a reminder. Never forget God is with you even in captivity. He is with you. So in their very name. In their very name was God. In their very name. How can you fear when God's in your name? How can you be afraid when God is in your name? How can you be defeated and discouraged when God's in your name? God's in your name. And so God was in each of their names. Now notice the Babylonians were not fools. And that's why the Babylonians changed their names. Because they wanted them to forget their God. They wanted them to forget who they were. So they changed their names. Their names were so powerful. And so we've come to know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Belshazzar. Those were the Babylonian names given to them. No, no. The power of their names, God was in their Hebrew names. That's why Nebuchadnezzar wanted their names changed so they would forget the powerful God of Israel. So they would forget the might and power of God's deliverance. They wanted them to forget it. But Daniel had news for them. These three Hebrew boys, Azariah, Hananiah, and Mishael, had news for them. You might change our name, but you don't change who we are. You don't change whose we are. You could change our name, but you can't change our nature. And so they had such strong, strong conviction, strong conviction. And they had an uncommon favor and they had an uncommon conviction. And I began to just see the man, the favor that was on their life. It all began with this uncommon favor that was on their life. It all began with their uncommon conviction. They had an uncommon conviction. When you make up your mind and you set your heart to serve God with all your heart, to follow him wholly, to do what's right in his sight, when you follow that conviction to do it God's way and you want to please him, that conviction sets you up for uncommon favor. When you have an uncommon conviction, it sets you up for uncommon favor. And so notice, I read this verse, Daniel, listen to this conviction here. Daniel 1.8, he purposed in his heart, or you can say he made up his mind. He had strong conviction, he purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. So here's that conviction. They had changed his name. They took him out of Israel. And even though they took him out of Israel, he was saying, you changed my name. You're not going to take God out of me. And so he had a conviction that he was going to continue to follow God's way of doing things. And part of that was their diet. He stayed with the Jewish diet. He said, no, I'm not going to eat these pig feet and I'm not going to eat these <laughs> I'm not going to eat all this stuff that you all eat. 
He said, no, I'm not going to defile myself. He stayed true to the Jewish diet. And he had a conviction in his heart. He had a conviction in his heart. And so he had purposed in his heart. So even though he was taken captive, he didn't change who he was. So never let where you are change who you are. Never let what has happened to you change who you are. And so he stayed true to his conviction. He stayed true to his conviction that I'm going to follow the dietary laws that God gave us. And his three buddies, they all had the same conviction. They said, right on, Daniel, we're right with you. We're right with you. None of them wanted to eat any of that food. And so the guy who was over them, he was kind of afraid because he said, you know, if I get caught not feeding you guys, then I'm going to get in trouble. So, you, you know, you're jeopardizing my life. But Daniel said, look, just give us vegetable and water and you test us for 10 days and you'll come back and see. And if we don't live up to par, then we'll do what we have to do. And after 10 days, man, they came back and examined those guys. Those guys were healthier. They were stronger. Their skin was clearer and they were sharper. They were brighter. And it was the diet. And so now we see the power of diet being introduced into God's people. God shows us the power of diet, shows us the power of what you put in your body and how it affects your liveliness, how it affects your health. So the Holy Spirit codes a message here to all of us as the people of God that if you want your health vibrant, you want it to spring forth, if you want to be youthful and energetic, you want to look better, feel better, you have to have an uncommon diet. You can't eat what everyone else is eating. If you want uncommon favor in your health, you're going to have to have an uncommon diet. And so the Holy Spirit codes this right in for us and Also, because of their conviction, because they wanted to honor God and they wanted to keep the diet that God had given them, God blessed their conviction. God blessed their conviction and God let immeasurable health and vitality glow in their faces, in their bodies, in their health. And so they were stronger, they were better than anyone else. And so we see God's uncommon favor. So we see an uncommon diet. We see an uncommon conviction. We see God's uncommon blessing coming on them. I love this, man. They're in captivity, but yet the power of God, the blessing of God is all over them. This is very similar to the life of Joseph, who was also in captivity, and he had the same resolve. He had the same character He had the same devotion, and he had the same uncommon favor in his life. So I began to see, I said, yeah, this is the same thing that was on Joseph. It's on these guys, but they both did the same thing. They had an uncommon commitment, an uncommon faith. They had an uncommon devotion, uncommon obedience. They had uncommon integrity. And so God's blessing was showing up in uncommon ways, in uncommon ways. And I got so excited about that. So notice they made a decision not to eat the king's meat and his portion. Your decisions determine your conduct. So the decisions you make, they determine your conduct. Your decisions determine your character. Your decisions determine your destiny. The decisions you make. So I like that. They made a decision. They made a decision. They had a conviction. And they retained their integrity even in affliction. And then we also see discipline here. Daniel, Azariah, Mishael, 
and Hananiah, but they also had discipline, discipline. So they disciplined their bodies. And throughout this story in Daniel, you just see great discipline. They were disciplined. So discipline is a powerful force in the life of a believer. And the Holy Spirit empowers our discipline. It's your discipline that truly makes you great. It's your discipline that really sets you up for uncommon favor. And so they discipline themselves in the area of their diet. They discipline their bodies. They discipline themselves. They didn't just do what they wanted to do. They didn't go where they wanted. They didn't eat what they wanted. No, they disciplined themselves. They brought their body in the subjection to the spirit. And so they dominated their flesh. They dominated their spirit and they lived disciplined lives. And as a result, they had uncommon discipline. They also had uncommon favor. So I started just noticing all the uncommon things that they had. They had uncommon faith. They had uncommon discipline, uncommon character, uncommon integrity, uncommon conviction. They had an uncommon diet. No wonder they walked in uncommon favor, uncommon favor. Praise God. Let me just read this verse and I'll stop here for today. This is Daniel chapter 1 verse 9. So notice this. It says, Daniel had favor with the prince. He had favor with the prince or really the dean, the dean who was over this training program. Daniel had favor. Here's that uncommon favor that's falling into these guys' lives. Same way it did Joseph. He had favor. Remember everywhere Joseph went, he had favor. He had favor at Potiphar's house, he had favor with the keeper of the prison. That favor, it's uncommon favor, same thing, falling on Daniel and his friends. He had favor with the dean. So even in captivity, the favor of God, power of God, the blessing of God is at work. It shows us no matter where we are in life, no matter what our lot may be, if you do what's right, you honor God, the favor of God will be on you. The blessing of God will be on you. Doesn't matter who's done you wrong, who's mistreated, that doesn't matter. You honor God, you do what's right. You honor God, you do what's right, and the power of God and the blessing of God will be at work in your life no matter where you are, no matter what state of life you're in. You just keep doing what's right. Keep honoring God. Keep doing what's right. Keep doing what's right. Keep being your very best, and the blessing of God, the favor of God will show up. The power of God will work in your life. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Well, I just wanted to dive in, just wanted to dive into the book of Daniel. It's a fun book and there's so much we can glean for our lives so that we too can walk in this uncommon favor. I mean, in a world that's filled with panic and fear and COVID and all these things, man, we can walk in uncommon favor. We can walk in uncommon favor. And there's every day and time it's the day and time in which we live. No greater time to walk in uncommon favor. When the power of God's on your life, the blessing of God's on your life, the favor of God's on your life, no matter where you are, no matter what's happening in the world, Daniel and his friends were in a different world. It's a sign to us to say, even though we're in the world, we're not of the world. We belong to a different kingdom. They came from a different kingdom. They never lost the power of that kingdom. They never lost the association of that kingdom. They never departed from the God of that kingdom. So we live in another kingdom. 
We live in another kingdom. We live in another kingdom. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. We live by different rules. We live by kingdom rules and kingdom laws. We love when others hate. We bless when others despise. We give and we're generous when others are stingy and impoverished in spirit. We're full of joy and laughter when others are sorrowful, depressed. We live in another kingdom. We have another king. We live by other laws. So the book of Daniel is a direct reflection of who we are as people of God, as we are in the world, but we're not of this world. We're from another place. We have another king. We live by other laws. Praise God. Man, I'm excited. I'm excited. Amen. Praise God. Thank you all for coming out. We love you. God is so good to us. Enjoy all of his wonderful gifts. Enjoy all of his wonderful gifts. He blesses us with so many wonderful gifts each and every day. Don't let a moment go by without enjoying his wonderful gifts. His wonderful gifts. His wonderful gifts. His wonderful gifts. Praise God. Praise God. Well, this is just part one of Uncommon Favor. I'm going to stop right here. But those of you who are watching us by television, I want you to go to brothersoftheword.com. You can listen to this entire series absolutely free of charge. I really want you all to enjoy this study of the book of Daniel as we talk about Uncommon Favor. You can also email it to a friend absolutely free of charge. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. You are listening to BrothersoftheWord.com. This was part one of the series titled Uncommon Favor by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7908. That's 7908. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 7908 to a friend, go to BrothersoftheWord.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because brother you need the word. Oh,